gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Happy Thirsty Thursday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. And uh, we like to talk college football um, on this show quite a bit. And, and thankfully, there's some college football news to, to break down with you as a bit of a, a, a beef, uh, a war now going on uh, between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban uh, all over this NIL thing and, uh, and how it's changing college football and, and who's doing it the right way. Is there a right way, Nate, to do NIL? I, I feel like there is, and I feel like Nebraska's kind of went down that path as much as you want. You know, you don't want to be a homer, but at the same time, they've prepared for this, and and, and you know, you're not having um, too many too, too too many like poor bad stories coming out about it. So um, I I think that there's definitely a middle ground where both these those guys are coming from. But as uh, as usual, um, you kind of uh, vote in self interest, right? You're kind of from, oh, from your, where you're standing, especially to in the SEC. I mean. Uh, this is somewhat predictable. It'll be even more interesting when Oklahoma and Texas get there, what happens with this NIL money, because then it'll really be taken to the next level. I would say Nebraska's Nebraska's handled it well. I I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to do it. I Well, actually, I won't say I don't know if there's a right way to do it. There is a wrong way to do it. I think what USC did with Jordan Addison is the wrong way to do tampering. it. Tampering. And I any think sort that of tampering. any sort of tampering, I think that is ultimately – going to be the demise of NIL as we know it. I think that was kind of the last thing to happen that I would say the NCAA is going to step in. Look, they've they've stepped to the side. They wanted nothing to do with it, which I understand. But after something like that, you've got to step in. So there's definitely a wrong way to do it. I don't know. I think both of them are full of it, to be entirely honest with you. <laughs> like, both of you are openly paying players. Like it is literally, we are watching it happen. Well, you have in front to of our very eyes. to compete, yeah. And well, they have the number one and number two recruiting class, exactly. So, yeah, and it's so. Why is Jimbo Fisher one getting so defensive? Because he knows that he was paying kids. We can figure it out ourselves that kids are getting paid. Like when when you make these accusations before nil, it was one thing. Look, we can all assume what was going on, and we saw not plenty just of schools. assume. You have you have former players. We have former you what players was going coming on. out yeah. and saying it. We have literally schools getting in trouble because it was found out that they're paying kids, uh, paying for cars, apartments, how, whatever it may be. We know that was happening. Sure, that might be a he said, she said. You want to? You don't want to be a part of that. It's out in the open. Nick Saban, why are you saying you're not paying kids? You're not fooling us. You told us last year that your quarterback was making seven figures. Yeah. Where is that seven figures coming from? That's the problem with NIL. Nobody knows. Literally, we have no idea where that $7 million is coming from. And if you asked Nick Saban to show us right now where that $7 million is coming from, I'd be very interested to see if he could do it. Well, it's coming. It's coming from the collective, and, and that's that's like, that's what, what people that? are starting but to what turn is on to. It's organized donor money, um, 
And uh, and Saban, for what it's worth, we'll play with Saban and, and Jimbo response. But um, Saban is set to go on uh, after you hear. If you haven't heard it, if after you hear all this, uh, you'll be enticed by Saban going on radio here in about a half an hour. So we'll, there might be more to this as the as the day goes on. Um, but for what it's worth, Saban was asked, uh, you know, kind of in a sit down. Uh, conference type of deal um if uh, you know about nil in the world and he rambled about it and not just rambled about it let his opinion be known for about five minutes before he started going after people so <laughs> we'll just skip forward to when he was going after the people juicy stuff but for context uh, that that is what he was saying is that you know part of the details that he threw out is that um his he's got the collect he kind of broke down how the collective's working uh and how alabama does it he said alabama will go and tell a kid, you're going to get this much out of the collective, but every kid gets the same. So, I mean, the offers. So, basically, he's saying he's having recruits come to him and tell him, I need this if I want to go to Alabama. And say, and, and he is turned off by it because he's, he's, only, he's trying to give all the kids equal um, money out of so the collective. And then everyone's from getting there, a million dollars? Not a million dollars. That's what he said Bryce Young's getting. He said that Bryce – what he's saying is that he'll take – what he's doing with his collective is taking money out of the collective, giving uh, whatever it is. I don't want to throw out a number because it would be just complete guess. Right. Let's say three bucks. Okay, it's obviously more <laughs> than three bucks. So he's giving three bucks to everybody, uh, or that—that's kind of the the what how he's using the collective at Alabama. Uh, and he believes, I don't believe that for a second. He believes that's the right way. And then from there. Those guys, if you're quarterback, if you start blowing up, uh, you know, if you're a star, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, these guys, then from there, it's 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 your free market. You go and make your deals uh, with with whatever it is that you know, whoever you can get. But the collective is going to be the same amount. Um, obviously, that collective, I bet you, is significantly more than other schools. It probably is significantly more than <laughs> other schools to begin with. Yes. Um, but he believes that's the, the right way to do it in a world that I don't know if he believes in NIL to begin with, but he's kind of rolling with the punches here. Um, and he has a problem with the vast amounts of different, you know, recruiting is where people get frustrated with this NIL thing, obviously with the transfer portal and more importantly, incoming freshmen, um, or maybe not more importantly, the, 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 the transfer portals is quite a free agency type of deal, which is quite strange, uh, at least to college sports and it's new. Um, but, uh, so that's what he's getting upset about. And then he started, uh, at, you know, so after explaining the right way to do it, then he started going <laughs> off uh, on the wrong way to do it. And, and here's Nick Saban, and this is what kind of uh, set Jimbo off later. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy. Pause right there. I think he means every player in the recruiting class, by the way. But right. he didn't. He said every player on the team, which is. That'd be a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, over several years. And, and, you know, again, before pre-NIL. There might have been money changing hands in general. <laughs> hey, you think? So, you you know, think? Who knows what he's saying there, but I think he means the recruiting class. I'll continue. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough, and people blame the NCAA. But in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are, Right, because of the litigation that the NCAA gets, like the transfer portal. Every time somebody wanted to transfer, they'd apply for a waiver. Right, if you didn't give them, if the NCAA didn't give them a waiver so they could be immediately eligible, they filed suit. So the NCAA would back off and give them a waiver. So they just said, we're just going to make a rule where everybody can transfer. That's how that happened. 
So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. So, um, but the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law. And there you go. And that's what a lot of these individual states have different laws uh, around it. So it's not a, an equal playing field. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of strange. If that's, if that's what you want, and that's how it's been a long time, and, and, and Saban is on board with an equal playing field, um, you know, because you get equal amount of scholarships, everybody gets the same medical, you know, as, as far as amount of food, everything, every scholarship's the same, right? Um, and so that's kind of the model a lot of people want to go down, but it's just not... It's not necessarily fair still, right? We've still seen the same. He, he was just talking the other day about wanting parity in college football because every decade you have five or six teams that run the whole decade and they recruit at, at the highest level. So it, it's never been necessarily fair. And why, why would it be? How do, how do you make Nebraska and Wake Forest fair? You know, it's just two diff completely different cultures, Vanderbilt different is ideas. in their conference. Right. How do you make Alabama and Vanderbilt fair? can't you don't you don't want and you don't want to No, and that's why what he said actually he was right towards the end but the beginning he, actually made me pretty frustrated you're nick saban you are alabama and you are the one that's worried about what's going to happen to college football you're going to be part of the problem you have more money than just about every single school out there but what he's saying as of now is that they remember what he said that that they might they might not be able to do what I was explaining how they did it before for too long. He said that might change because everybody else is bidding, and that's what he's going. And I love how he's like, "No, we're better than that. We're not gonna." Yeah, you are. Well, Nick Saban absolutely will do. Trust me, Nick Saban will do what he wants to do to win. He'll do what he has to do to win. You're telling me he's not going to pay these kids, really? It's not. You'd it's not paying. It's again. It's it's a it's a different collective strategy. Doing the doing the nil the right way, is what. And, and he's saying. He's, and you believe Alabama's doing it the right way? I don't know, but I know that they could probably be one of the teams that could get away with it more than anything. Absolutely. He also brought up that they, you know, since 2010, they've made like 1.7 billion dollars as far as pro players in the NFL. So you know, he's got everything. You throw nil aside. That's the number one program in the nation, and Absolutely. there's no doubt about it. So um, maybe they could compete with, you know. But the brand that is Alabama, you're telling me that they would not be paying kids. Not not paying kids, but not bidding for kids. I don't Again. believe that for a second. I do not believe that for a second. And that's that's fair. And there's, Jimbo there's Fisher no, doesn't believe it either. And that, that's exactly. Why should he? Um. And, and what makes this really interesting is that Jimbo Fisher worked under Nick Saban in the past at LSU as their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. So um, that's what made Jimbo's response um, very interesting. And uh, we can go ahead and play that here for you if you haven't heard yet. Jimbo Fisher now replying to Nick Saban. He was uh, he did not like the shots taken at Texas A&M. Coach, uh, like to respond to <laughs> some comments made awesome. last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. 
It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top, and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. That's a <laughs> ah yes, you do things right. Thanks for that, Jimbo. That last piece there. Yeah, he's got a he's got a I'm a man, I'm forty uh, type of energy into this. I think uh, what you hear from Jimbo <laughs> there. Uh, there's some other uh, uh, spots there. It's kind of fun as Jimbo went on. Uh, this was my my favorite part here. Any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call. Not going to. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> They're not friends anymore. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is, that is great. It's it, what it like. This whole thing is just a mess. It's a joke. Like we listen, you are two schools that are both better off with NIL. Both of them know this. And, and, and you're still going to act like this and talk, Oh, it's the kids. The kids are the ones getting paid by you with these NIL deals. These kids don't care what Nick Saban says because they're still getting paid. Yeah, but if they if they're going to Nick Saban and they're saying, I mean, the frustration is he's having in in recruiting is that if he's competing against you know Texas A and M, what does he frustrate for? He's the second best class with NIL, right? (laughs) But he but where's this coming from? You don't accidentally create the best dynasty in college sports of all time. You know, you 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 stay on top. Number two is 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 the bane of his existence so yeah he's got the number two class he wants number one and all of a sudden i mean this is this is texas a and you know jimbo fisher's won a title you've got you've got some you got some uh stuff to your name there but you're not number one recruit worthy uh recruiting class worthy unless this nil thing comes through right absolutely not so that's what's 100%. happened and that's what Saban's frustrated and Saban's about. gonna be doing the same exact thing Jory says it best Bach thinks Lincoln Riley had nothing to do with the Addison situation come on man I agree with you there Jory. Yeah, I'm a You're big right. USC guy oh, that's all God. I can say Saban will always be paying his players 100 percent the the fact that Nick Saban is acting like Alabama's just such a clean program, oh, they're not paying these kids. I don't buy it for a second. Well, you're asking for these, a second. You're asking these people to be transparent, and also part of what uh, Nick Saban said was that 25 of his players benefited off NIL last year to a combined three million dollars. So you know, at least, for, and that's what everybody wants to know, right? Everybody wants to. It, that's all we get on the text line half the time. We don't read them because there's no there's nothing out there that that I can tell you what O'Shawn Mathis is going to make or Casey Thompson, what Adrian Martinez made. I don't have the answer, so I pretty much ignore those. That's what everybody wants to know. Saban knows. And Saban knows But does he know where the money's coming from? That's the issue with me is I – trust me, I'm not foolish. I know Alabama is going to be able to pay more than Virginia Tech. You're Mm going to get better recruits because you have more money. 
I get that. That's always been the case when it comes to facilities, when it comes to the overall program. Money talks. Yeah. I understand. And now that. money's hitting the players' pockets. But, but where is it coming from? That's what I'm most curious about. I know these players are getting paid more than these other programs. Where are you getting this money? Because it is not all name, image, and likeness. It can't be. Well, it's the collectives again. It's the. What does that mean, Bach? What does <laughs> it means that mean? The rich donors. So they're just making a pool and just saying, "Here's the money. That's pay to play. Right. That is pay to play. That is not nil." Um, yeah, that's correct. But I, I also, uh, I, I don't know because. The frustration is with what Saban wants is he's trying, if you could tell with the, what he's talking about, the NCAA and sticking up for them, is he's trying to say this is out of hand. He's trying to, you know, point out to these other things. Dion's not happy, by the way, as he pointed out his Jackson State players. I'm sure the Miami basketball uh, isn't happy. Um, but he's saying. He's right, but he's right. But he's saying that it's all out there, right? It's in the newspaper. You don't ha you don't have to dig too much um, to go and find that stuff. And so you're right. The pay for play, and if that's the problem you have with it, that's the adjustment that needs to be made. But right now, I don't blame USC outside of any any sort of you know um, jumping you know calling a guy that's already you know tampering basically. <laughs> outside of tampering, I don't have a problem with USC or Texas A&M or Miami or Nebraska to get a collective together to have been preparing for this for years because they saw the writing on the wall and organize their best attack. And there's other schools that haven't done that or have just looked the other way and not been able to keep up. We talked about it, you know, briefly. Wichita State fired their athletic director because he didn't have this NIL thing. He was, they just didn't prepare for it. So, I mean, this is this is something that was on, you know, coming around the corner. And I, I, I don't want to punish those teams. There's been talk about going back and punishing the teams that have, you know, used collect, not necessarily used collectives, but, I'm um, not you know, gone the wrong way right. there. There's this short window. I think things will, will eventually you got to figure it out. But like Saban said, no matter what you do, you're going to get a countersuit. And that's the problem. So they need federal help. The problem with, that I have with this, though is I, off of what Kelsey says, the most comical thing about this is that two SEC schools are complaining about this when that conference has been notorious for breaking rules and recruiting for decades. That's right. Y you said it perfectly, Kelsey. I don't want to hear from Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher complaining about NIL and who's getting paid and who's not. Those are the last guys that should be talking about this. The guys that should be at the front are the Pat Narduzzi's that are getting their best players poached from their teams because the SEC schools and the Texases are paying more money. That's who we need to be hearing from. Boo-hoo Nick Saban. Boo-hoo Jimbo Fisher. You're paying kids more than 95% of the other schools can. Why are you the guys at the front of this talking about it? That's what I'm most frustrated about. Because it's the SEC. Because it's it, exactly. It you're right, Bob. You are right. Means more. You're right. Nate. You're right. It just means no, more. No, I, 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 you're right. You're right. Let's go to Corey on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Corey, how are you doing? Hey, doing well. You know, uh, one humorous side note to all this is, um, you know, generally speaking, you can't bet college football games uh, right now. Like, if you're in Vegas, you can probably scrounge up some lines, but. If you're just in any town USA, getting on your, you know, betting website, those lines usually don't come available probably for like another month, month and a half. Mm -hmm. So when I woke up this morning, I could have, you know, pulled up my, my gambling app, bet on PGA Championship, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, whatever. There wouldn't have been a single college football line to bet on. As soon as that Jimbo Fisher press conference ended, 
now there's one game you can bet on. <laughs> now there's one game available to bet on. That's all. Just that's immediately awesome. threw that chum in the water as soon as that presser ended. So I thought that was pretty damn funny. Yeah, that is, no, awesome. That is awesome. Thanks for thanks by the for way. It's, that. By, by the way, okay. it's, uh, A&M's getting 14 and a half at Tuscaloosa, in case you're interested. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, they did pull off the upset last year, so who knows. But uh, thanks for that call in, Court. That is kind of a funny a side note. No, that is funny. Also, Ben says, does NIL put a dent in the facilities arms race we've seen for the last decade? I think it does. I Because this is where it gets interesting. Because the NIL, it, we're assuming it comes from the rich boosters. The facilities race was always, and that was out in the open. That's why I was fine with these facilities race of who has the most money because we knew this booster gave millions of dollars. This booster gave millions of dollars. Part of it's coming from the school. That was that was all shown. But all of this is under the table, Bach. Like, it's, oh, they're just getting this money and sprinkled in. Until they legitimately it's say It's a lot less under the table than it was before. A lot less than it was before. But trust me, the way that they say who's paying for the facilities is a whole lot different than how they're handling NIL. If they handled NIL the same way they handled facilities and how that became, I mean, LSU for crying out loud, is, has one of the nicest facilities I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's anything across any landscape of professional sports or yeah. whatever have you. But at least we knew who was paying for it. These NIL deals, we don't know who's paying for it. No, we, we have no we have no idea. It, the money could be coming directly from the school, and we'd find out 10 years later, and I'd say, okay, that sounds about right, because we have no idea. We yeah, just don't know. It, it, it's, yeah, I mean... They're gonna have to report them on their taxes, but you don't want to have like you know. So that that's the that's the idea behind is that it's still being done well. But don't get me wrong, um, I still probably would think I, you know I, I think that now that it's kind of legal and out in the open, maybe there's no reason for the hundred dollar handshakes um, type of deal. But you might still see that going around. I think around. you're still gonna see. I just don't it. know why you would would risk it as much. I, I suppose these days, uh, if it's obviously more than hundred dollars, <laughs> I just think there has to be a way. For the NCAA to be able to say, this is a list of where the money's coming from, who paid it, how much each player's getting. That I don't think would be that difficult to be able to do that. Unfortunately, it all seems a little bit fishy that schools aren't going to be doing that. It like it, it, it seems fishy that we can throw out these numbers, whatever it may be. We looked at it today. Arch Manning is going to be worth what three and a half million dollars. Yeah. Where is NIL that money coming from? I don't know. What does that mean? If I'm a big fan of NIL valuations either. What because, does it mean? Yeah, I just don't know where it's, it's necessarily coming from. Um, and I, I don't like looking at a kid as a recruit and saying he's worth $317,000. So then when he goes somewhere, we're all thinking he's making $317,000. Right. Right. We don't know that. That's that's we just no a, a website's guesstimate on what his NIL valuation would be. And I feel like that's unfair to some of the players, too, because they're going to say, oh, that's what I'm worth, and no school's going to offer that. Right. And then you end up maybe somewhere you don't want to be. It doesn't work out. You're already in the transport. I don't know. I'd have to get more answers on that. I haven't dug too much into it. Obviously, it's kind of new. Um, but I do wonder <laughs> how they, they arrive to that. If, they're, you know, if that's... Um, you know, a comparable player that's making it now. How are they running down that money? Because it's hard to track down anybody's nil it's as in, it is in college. It, it's right almost now. impossible, right? To track unless any of they're it. just unless they just want to tell you what they make, 
which is a weird question to ask anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, I, no, if I come right. up and ask Nate right. what he makes, that's like weird a little, to ask. <laughs> you're right. No, that might be what it comes down to. Also, Gus, I love this throwing shade at Bach. Nathan, don't be dogging the SEC. Old Bach Feinbaum will be getting testy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's not the best conference in the world. Tell me which one is. The Big Ten. <laughs> Look at the national championships. I, I I hate this, Gus. Now you're just going to give us an SEC. <laughs> I will never. I know you defend the SEC, and I will always come at the SEC. That's what makes the this show so great. Because I don't look boo again. Boo hoo, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. What a joke! You guys are complaining about. Oh, it's unfair now. Because are you kidding me? Saban's not really, com- or, or excuse me, Jimbo's not really complaining. He's just firing back. He is kind of complaining. He says that he's coming at the kids and you can't say all the, really, really? Now you're worried about the kids? Now now it's all about the kids. What's right, wrong? Jimbo what's, what's wrong? What's Jimbo what's, done against the kids? It's never been about the kids. It's about winning football games. For him to keep his job, yeah. No, it's but like you said, it, it means more in the SEC. It does. That's how all these coaches are. It's about winning. That's where all this stems back down to. I Let me hear from Pat Narduzzi. Let me hear from that guy because, again, a, a coach like that is the one that's getting screwed in all this. That's who I want to hear from. What's your solution? I don't want Nick Saban's solution. But why do I care what Nick Saban but everybody, He has all the money. Everybody's, at least Nick Saban laid it out there for you. Like – and, and maybe I should have got that in the, uh, the, the the back and forth that I got. But he, he's basically defending the NCAA because all of our solution is, hey, NCAA, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> well, the NCAA, as he mentioned, is getting countersued every time they try to make any, any law uh, or any rule. And that's why you mentioned the transfer portal is where it is now. And it would be the same thing with this NIL stuff. So, I mean, they need um, federal help. And then, you know, it, I mean, that, that's really – just fascinating kind of where it's going as, as, as college football because we talk about the breakaway from the NCAA. If they make, a, they make a mistake, how you know how tied in with the NCAA are Alabama and Texas A&M and the SEC, the 16-team power league that's going to be coming up? It could, you know, you don't want to you don't want to overstep your boundary and uh, I break the SEC you, away. I hate when you defend the SEC, Bach. I just, ah, uh, it gets under my skin. Jake Feinbach. <laughs> I love the comparisons. Oh my god! I I, I do love the SEC. I, I don't know. I know as a college football SEC. fan, I don't know how you don't. I it's can't. A, I can't stand it. I'm just. I hate. Distraught I hate that it. they're taking away the you CBS calls. One <laughs> conference for the the CBS games. Were yeah. Awesome. Da, 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 no, as da, it da, currently da, da. stands, the entirety of the conference. Give me the Big Ten. You're out of your mind. Give me the Big Ten. I'll take the last three national championships. And top pretty, heavy, pretty much like top heavy. Fourteen of the last seventeen, top or whatever. Heavy. <laughs> it is top heavy. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We'll be back. Uh, uh, probably bickering about the SEC. Coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler. <laughs> 